Hey, everybody. Before we start, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that the archery game from episode 81 was printed in the Game Master's Book of Random Encounters by Jeff Ashworth. My apologies for forgetting to give credit where it was due uh, back when that one was released. Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes made a big show at the Dark Moon Fair's drinking contest. Do you think the spectators might buy it that the gelatinous cube was all part of the show? Nah, probably not. There's still plenty more adventure to be had here at the carnival, so let's see what the party does next as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. At this point, you guys, what, just finished the drinking contest. Uh, you got the loot. So I want to make sure that I tell you guys that you got prize tickets for that. I do not remember if I said prize tickets were, were a part of that. I don't remember. I have noted I have four prize tickets. I think that includes four. What we you did. Would have gotten. I think you would have gotten two from the cannon game. And then you immediately went over to the drinking game and won that. So I would think that that's got to be your four. And if yeah. that's the case, so you've got that. Uh, I know there was some conversation like Butch was like, oh, no, you should keep it. And then you went, oh, well, you should Butch should have it. Who has oh. the amulet of the drunkard at this point? Ari for sure does. Yes, I have that one. OK, groovy. Uh, in that case, I think everybody is right where they're where they need to be as far as. Uh, as far as prizes and awards and whatnots. So at this point, uh, you guys have done, uh, just a recap from the last session, uh, you guys have done the cannon game, the carousel, the shoot for loot, the roller coaster, the drinking contest, the strongman game. You know that there is going to be a concert later on tonight. Uh, the arena is looking for combatants to do like a show fight. Uh, and there are uh, several vendors of, you know, souvenirs and prizes and things like that uh, around the fair that you could then go and spend your tickets on. Uh, so I wanted to know what you guys wanted to do, ne wanted to do next at this point. We had our little list here. Um, I think potions was next. Yeah, okay. we d discussed this, you know, off table kind of, and we, we have a list here. Potions games, fireworks. So yeah, let's go to potions. Okay, cool. Um, so the the roleplay reality of visiting the souvenir vendor and the potions vendor and the uh, dark moon card vendor and all these different vendors is that you walk up and you say, hey, what do you have for sale? And then they tell you what they have for sale. And rather than playing that multiple times, what I'm going <laughs> to do instead is push you guys a handout of the 
prizes that are oh. available from each vendor. Um, nice. And if you'll scroll through here, what you'll see is that there's some some little goofy stuff at the regular prize vendor, right? Stuff like big foam weapons and a thing of balloons. You can buy an epic mount there for one ticket, which is a square cardboard fake mount with suspenders on it that you wear around your waist, and it's held by suspenders like uh, like a naked guy barrel, you know? <laughs> but it like, looks like a horse or something. Um, there is also for sale there for three tickets, a magical cloak that makes you look really heroic and a magical set of clothing that can take on the appearance of other kinds of clothing. Um, over at the potions vendor for two tickets each, he has four different kinds of potions that have various effects. Uh, he also has a potion for three tickets that is a mana potion. It restores four levels of spell slots during a short rest. What I mean by four levels is that it could be four first level slots or two first levels and a second level or a third level and a first level, right? You like add them up, you know, how you do that. Uh, but that could be a way to snag a couple of spell slots back on a short rest. The other potions last for 10 minutes and they give you various different buffs. Uh, down at the fireworks vendor, you can buy regular fireworks for one silver per bundle, just like you could over at um, uh, uh, the Pirate Town that you spent tenny, uh, 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 100 hours in. Yeah, Booty Bay. Um, or for a prize ticket, you can get a magic wand that mimics fireworks. And then over at the Dark Moon card vendor, this one, there's a little bit of information about. Ooh. As you approach him, you would, he would, you know, you would have the opportunity to show, like, we have a couple of Dark Moon cards. We still don't know what these do. And the vendor at the Dark Moon cards booth, uh, his name is Professor Thaddeus Palo. Excuse me, Paleo. He is a, a male human. He would be in a position to tell you guys that there are six suits of the Dark Moon cards, right? Which you already knew. And there's a ace through eight of each suit. And if you can complete a full deck of cards, you can get a cool reward. All this stuff you guys already had. But then he would say, okay, well, for each of the decks, for example, if you were to complete the ogre's deck, that would give you a magical boon that would make you healthier, hardier, more rotund, more powerful in that way. If you were to complete the Beast's deck, that would give you a magical boon that would increase your nimbleness, your your uh, your sense of balance, your sense of poise. Basically, from a game mechanics point of view, what he is saying is that a full deck of any individual suit of cards would grant you a bonus to one of the base ability scores. Strength, dex, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. As it stands, I think you guys have... I can... We have two three of beasts, one ace of portals, one eight of portals, one ace of warlords, and one six of warlords. Okay. So the cards that you have from the beasts deck... That would be completing that deck would be dexterity. Uh, the cards that you have from the portals deck 
that is going to be an intelligence deck. And the Warlord's deck, that is strength. Now, he would give you the opportunity to trade cards in, to get a random card, to get a specific card if you were looking for one, but the ticket cost on that is going to be pretty substantial. Do we know if when we do the arena, if we're going to get tickets for that? You were not told, but I think that you can presume that pretty much any of the games or contests that you play in, you would be in a position to get some tickets. I would say let's definitely trade the one that we have duplicated in, and I can throw a ticket at that and just see what we get. I appreciate that for sure. Uh, What's your spell casting modifier, Amanda? Is it Uh, charisma for a bard? Yeah, it's charisma. Yeah, so we don't have a charisma deck. I'm assuming there's probably more types of decks out there. We just haven't discovered it. Yeah, so there's a total of six decks, and it's one through eight of each deck is a full is like a full set so like if you can get for example the one through eight of warlords that would be equivalent to a boost to strength for one of you a and permanent for, boost to strength for one of you ogre you said that was just it made you feel kind of more robust yeah so if you want the full list ogres is constitution okay that's what i was thinking warlords is strength beasts is dexterity portals is intel uh, intelligence the charisma one you guys have not seen yet, I don't think. That one is serpents. And the wisdom one is visions. I love it. So definitely beast would be for you, Falcus. And then would strength or constitution be better for, for you, Summer? Uh, Truthfully, both of those would both. go a long way for, the, for okay. her character. Perfect. I mean, I'll say that I do have more strength than I do constitution. If that intelligence and wisdom are out. <laughs> nice. I don't know if we if any of us need those. So I don't know if we want to take a risk at like Intelligence is okay for Falcus, actually, because a lot okay. of his um class abilities from being an arcane archer, as well as a lot of the stuff that he uh may be doing later on. Like, we had had conversations previously about his rogue build um, that does have a little bit of a focus to intelligence. Wisdom is good across the board for all kinds of things. Wisdom saves are common. Um, Wisdom checks are common in perception and and things of that nature. Yeah, so, I mean, there's no downside to any of these. It's just where do you want to maximize your bonuses is essentially what this game is. Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, let's trade in that one card. And see what we get. If I were going to have Ari spend any tickets on anything, I would do the spell slots. Well, I have four tickets, so I'm going to spend one to flop this. So we get rid of the duplicate. And then I still have three. So I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably just go buy that potion. Casey, is there a way for us to earn more tickets this time? Because it's like, so I'm, I'm weighing out gameplay time versus ticket tickets earned Mm -hmm. is not a lot for getting anywhere close to making a deck before we get out of here no not at all okay Uh, if you were looking to you there is still um you have seen some people as you wander around oh you know what i want to apologize to you 
One of the first things that you asked for when we got into the carnival, and I did not realize it until I started editing the last game. Perception, yep. You asked, you you were trying to prime the strength guy into betting, and you and Ari working together were able to successfully get him to do that. But the other thing that you said that we never followed up on was, I also want to look around and see if anyone has dropped anything. Um, why don't we go ahead and resolve that right now? You guys are on your way to a a vendor where these would be being exchanged all the time. Uh, it's possible you may find something. Um, go ahead and roll a either a perception or an investigation check as you look around trying to see if you can find any uh, extra stuff on the ground. All right, quick thing here. I have advantage on perception checks. Why? What do I have in place? That was the food, wasn't it? It may have been yes, the food. Yes, it was the... No, perception using smell. That's why. Smell and something else, but it, it wasn't going to help you here. Hearing and smell. Hearing and smell. So. 24. Wow, okay. On a 24, you would recognize that the area where these are being exchanged is the most likely place where one might be dropped but it's also where everyone is like the thing that people are focused on is how many tickets they have and whether or not they can like afford the cool thing they want to get so it's unlikely that you would find any sitting on the ground however on a 24 holy cats um you are able to spot uh jutting out from a little pouch that is mostly buried by the like the upkicked dirt because there's like it's a dirt road. There's kids running around like it's it's not perfectly even everywhere. Uh, it looks like a small package of tickets had been dropped and then covered. Um, that you are able to get a bead on. You walk over and you pick it up. There's uh, an additional. I'm gonna say. Roll a d6 for me. The potential to have six is high. Right in the middle. Three, Three's okay. Cool. There's an additional three tickets in there that you can then, you know, turn around and spend on something. See, I was always the kid at the arcade looking for tickets on the floor, looking for tokens on the floor, looking underneath, looking in all the little slots, uh, giving those little slots a little hit, maybe finding one that got stuck. I, that that was me. <laughs> tickets sticking partway out of the skee ball machine. And if you pull it really, really gently, you might be able to get a roll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, yeah, totally a thing. That's totally a thing. Uh, now they now they do like the, the cards, like a casino. Yeah, it's all digital. So you get a card and, and you plug it in and then you get, t quote, tickets like on your card. I like so that for the efficiency, but there really is paper. something about giving a carny a spider web of mm -hmm. tickets that they then put in a thing that presumably weighs them to figure out how many there are. But it's never accurate. It's like, never there's accurate. just something magical about that. That was the old school way for you, right? You weigh the tickets because each one ticket weighs a certain amount. You like, like, just like tape a little, little gum underneath or whatever. You just give it a little Ooh. more weight. Oh. <laughs> no, see, I don't know anything about that. Listen but. carefully, children. If you ever find a place that does tickets, if you're ever out on the boardwalk at Atlantic City and for some reason they have not figured out the card thing yet, bring gum. That is the message of this podcast. 
<laughs> or um, I, I, I do like the so you know the progression was was the the, the little. Tupperware container weighing out the the tickets, but the new one then being where you actually fed the tickets into the machine. Yep. Yeah, the little feeders are fun. Yeah, but you can't put bubble gum on that one. No, I'm telling you, you, you can, but it's, it's it messes everything gum. up fast. All right, uh, yeah. So I know Amanda, you were talking about you want to. We're going to exchange the three of beasts, and I, I interrupted you on that while trying to get everything typed out. Um, so let's trade in that three of beasts. Okay, great. Uh, so deduct one three of beasts from your inventory, Falcus. Let's go ahead and have uh, whoever wants to. That is a trade-in for a random card. So he hands you one that's wrapped in a package. Go ahead and take it. Uh, go ahead and roll a D8 to figure out which number it is and a D6 to figure out which deck it belongs to. All right, D8. Eight of six. Okay, six is the visions deck, so that is a that is an eight of visions, uh, which is our wisdom deck. Uh, doing that, re-rolling one that you already had in your inventory, that is a cost of one prize ticket. So go ahead and make sure you mark that as well. Whoever's trading that in. That was uh, Amanda wanted to do that one. Okay, cool. I am also going to buy a dark moon potion of mana, so I am down to zero tickets. Okay, awesome. Potion of mana. Keep in mind that that is not... Most potions are an action or a bonus action to drink. That one you are going to have to do during a short rest. But it does not have an expiration date, and I don't think you've actually spent any spells today, to my knowledge. No, I'm so, hanging on to this one. Yeah, that's totally... Keep that in your back pocket for when you need it, absolutely. I'm going to purchase a potion of defense, which gives plus one to armor class for ten minutes. Awesome. And that's all my tickets. What I wanted to do, so now that I got eight tickets, I'm going to buy two random Dark Moon cards and a potion of swiftness. Okay. Uh, just for the audience, uh, let me see here. Potion of swiftness, that's the one that is plus 10 to your movement speed for 10 minutes. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Again, potions not do not, they do not require being in the Dark Moon Fair. They do not have to be drank today. Uh, you just have that. Go ahead and roll the dice to find out what our two random Dark Moon cards are going to be. Or are you? You said you were sp getting the random ones, right? Not the specific ones. Correct. I okay. had eight tickets, so I was going to buy two random ones with three tickets each, and then my last two tickets were going to be for that potion. Right on. All right. The first one is a four of whatever number one is. No, no, no. Uh, so the D6 figures out which deck it is because there's only six oh, decks. Oh, the right? way around. So it's, Derps. Uh, right. A ace of whatever. Portals. Force. Which you guys already have an ace of portals. Um, Bad rolls. Butch or Ari, do you want to? I have no tickets. Ari, are you out too? Yeah, no, I'm out. But okay. we might get some with the arena. And you still want yes. to try for the large prize for the shoot for loot? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think I feel okay. It's one of those things where, like, you come back around, you're like, ah, I already got the big prize. I'm, I think I'm all right. I think it would get kind of boring to keep rolling for that. Casey right. did say it was something you might want, though, I thought. Um, I think it would be fun. I think it's flavorful okay. for hunters. I don't know that it's, um, it's definitely not game-changing at all. Um, it's just fun. Uh, but I would also say that, um, yeah, sure, it's appropriate to say this. 
any t any time this is a this is an in general dm trick that uh, i think anybody who's behind the screen should know when to use if you're in a situation where there's potential for something cool to happen and the players don't encounter it that is an opportunity to present that later on in the adventure so if this was something that I think would be like really worth you spending your time on, I would encourage you to do that. This is something silly. Um, you have a friendly relationship with this, uh, with the shoot for loot vendor. He did mention that if you ever have any trouble with your gnomish distracting dummy tool, <laughs> that you can always swing by his engineering shop in Stormwind to talk with him about that. Uh, so since it's his game at his his prize at his game there may be an opportunity to talk with him later about like so what was that and can I build one you know potentially uh, cool but it sounds like at this point that nobody has any tickets left so we have one more random card though don't uh, we yeah uh, so that was an ace of portals right oh I'm so sorry you bought two and we only rolled one okay perfect go ahead and roll the other one that was an ace of portals correct uh, so sorry. Uh, double checking. Yes, Ace of Portals. Okay, just wanted to make sure I added it to the correct one. Obviously, because the only other Ace I have is Warlords. All right, so we go slash roll a D8. I put a space in there. And a slash roll D6. So it's a five of... Ogres. Ogres. Yes, five of Ogre. So if we get a ticket from something, we can come back and see about trading the Ace of Portals again. Correct. Uh, per my perception, is there any shady people hanging around the booth, uh, selling scalped, uh, cards for money rather than tickets? Ooh. Ooh. Um, that's interesting. The way you think. I like it. <laughs> Did you ever hear the way you think? It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, you're on the lookout for a scalper, a, a, a dark moon scalper. Yeah, somebody who's just kind of, you know, like, you know, you know, those people even in game who wait till <gasps> Darkman Fair comes around, they That's spend true. all their time farming out tickets and they farm out stuff and then they sell it for gold in game. Mm -hmm. okay. I wonder if we could trade him our Ace of Portals. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I would say go ahead and what's the most appropriate check for looking around and seeing if you can find somebody... I would say that that would either be persuasion to like get them because like scalp scalping cards right outside of the card vendor is probably something that's frowned upon by the Dark Moon Fair authorities, but also they're <laughs> the authorities of a carnival, so like they'll do it anyway. What are you gonna do? Throw me out of the carnival? Why would they? Why would they care if someone you know ha has tickets that they earned and they want to sell them? I don't know. They probably wouldn't. So I would say this persuasion check is going to have a pretty low DC. You're looking for somebody who's got cards that they're looking to trade or sell, and that's perfectly cool. So whoever wants to go ahead and do that, uh, go ahead and roll that. I would say that you're looking at a DC... Uh, this is going to be low. I think a DC 13 persuasion check to find somebody who's willing to trade a card with you is going to be... I have a plus 8 in persuasion. Do you guys want me to roll? Yes. I think that's great. Ari starts walking around like, hey, do you want to trade cards? You got a card to trade? Hey, you want to trade cards? I got a 14. Okay. On a 14, um, it's not quite as easy as you're at the convention and you walk past a guy who has a blanket like laid out 
on the side where there's all the stuff that they're looking to trade. It's not quite that easy. You do have to walk up on somebody who's like talking about the card they just opened. Uh, but you're able to find one. Um, and here's what I'll do, actually. The person who you find, you start talking to them about it. They don't have a completed deck of any kind. And I don't think that they have uh, a specific card that they desperately need. So I would say they're willing to trade. And the card that they have is a three of beasts, which you guys actually already have. Uh. Oh my God, no! Why? Why is this what happens? Dice don't lie. Does he know anyone else here that's trading cards? Is there possible there's there two people go. doing this? Incredible. Um, definitely yeah, I don't have what yes. you're looking for, but that guy over there does. You know what? Yes, that happens. You have to walk. You, you like you're 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 on your way back down the road again. You're on your way like kind of closer toward where uh, some of the bigger things that are happening later today are going to be. Uh, you're able to track down another person. Let's go ahead and roll a dark moon check with advantage. I oh, guess Lord. today, uh, this person has a seven of what is number four of portals. This person has a seven of portals. I don't think we have that one. We do not have a seven of portals. So do we want to trade the ace of portals to him, or we can, or is he going to take gold for this? Uh, I would. He would. Either would work, I think, for you. If you want to do it as a gold purchase. Um, Could be pretty expensive, though, because these things were going so. for like... So huh? you... I don't think so. Roll me an intelligence check really really fast, Falkus. I, I need you to do some math for me. What? I'm a oh. natural 20 for a 23. Okay. You start to put some pieces together in your brain. You go, okay, we had a Dark Moon card. And we had it at the auction house in Booty Bay. And the, the auctioneer told us that this was going to be so expensive that there was no way we were going to be able to afford even the deposit to put the card on the auction house in the first place, implying that these things are priceless. And then you came in here and spent five gold pieces for 10 tokens, played a fun carnival game, got some prize tickets, and got some Dark Moon cards. That doesn't make any sense. It's starting to seem like, perhaps, you're right that there is an inflated market amongst adventurers where these things are selling for really, really high, and that auctioneer was like, oh yeah, these things sell for thousands of gold each all the time to adventurers who need boosts to their stats. It's been, like... I've said several times over the course of this carnival visit that you guys, as you look around, everybody else here is either a carny working the fair or a commoner, a townsperson, a farmer, a maybe even as rich as a local Stormwind business person who's here to have a nice time. There aren't other adventurers around here. Um, if you want to sell this, if you want to buy this Darkmoon card from this guy... He would lose his mind over a five gold uh, transaction. Sold. You 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 buy that card from him. Like it was five gold to get the ten tokens. So this guy's already completely out of. Like he he came to the carnival for free today. Like you paid his whole carnival trip. Yeah, just give me a card. I'll keep. Yeah, totally. Here's the card. I'll come to the fair tomorrow. It'll be great. 
So we got ourselves a seven, a seven of portals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seven of portals. And while y'all are doing all that wheeling and dealing, I'm just kind of mesmerized because um, this is not anything that you know Butch even halfway knows about or cares about. Um, even though we're talking about things that might help me, but I am mesmerized watching the torch juggler that's way over there. Uh, yeah, if you are looking at the torch juggler while he's like, he's got several torches, he's doing not like a short juggle. You know, typically when people are juggling, they throw whatever it is that they're juggling two or three feet and then they catch it and it's like a small sort of, maybe it's even a foot and a half, like a small juggle. This guy's doing like a 15 foot arcing tall juggle. And then when he sees that you're into it, he catches one of them, tosses it your way so that you could catch it. Um, what I need, what I need is to switch to the torch juggler game on my notebook. Oh, I, I wasn't trying to uh, stop whatever they were doing. Too late, baby. You're in it. Uh, <laughs> you are. Let's see. He is encouraging you to he's like he was juggling by himself by tossing the torches like high in the air. He sees that you're like focused in on him. He makes eye contact with you. He catches the next one and tosses it underhand toward you. And then as he catches the next one, he's going to toss it underhand toward you. He is like bringing you into a back and forth like a game here. Do me a favor. Roll as many flat regular dexterity checks as you can until you roll less than a 10. Okay. So I'm doing a dex check, not a saving yep. throw. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here we go. 19. Seven. Okay. You catch the first one. You bumble the second one. It lands. He's like, oh, that's, that's fine. Here, try again. And then tosses some more uh, juggles toward you. Uh, do it again. Roll as many dex checks as you can until you roll less than a 10. 17, 22, 15, 14, 16, 16, 25, 19, 22, dang, 7. Okay, that was nine rolls. Wow. Um, he, like, starts to, he's catching your torches he there's another juggler nearby that he starts to toss his torches to so that he can be out of torches for a second he comes hu uh, hurrying over to you wow that was tremendous most people don't do nine that was really really good here listen this is actually a secret game you won you totally won here i have a couple of things for you he hands you a torch okay uh he hands you let's see it's uh more than five times wins a prize Okay, so because you did it more than five times, you get a prize ticket. And then well, you get okay. a bonus. You get two prize tickets. I'm sorry. It's two prize tickets for doing it more than five times. And the bonus prize is every three successful checks after the fifth check gets you an extra ticket. What? So you got nine, so that's one extra ticket. So you got, you got a torch and you got three prize tickets. And the torch... As you hold it, you'd like toss it in the air. You catch it. No problem. You're like, wow, this is like, it's kind of a cool. It's just a torch, it's just non-magical torch, but like, it's really easy to throw. Uh, you can add a torch of juggling, I think is what I called it, to your inventory. <laughs> yeah, torch of juggling. Okay, that's cool. 
No, it's not. It's not showing up. Oh, it ought to be. I'm in manage inventory, add items. Why not? It is showing up. Not. And the potion didn't show up either, but I, I didn't question it. Uh, no, all of these things should be showing up. They're both showing up for me. So I wonder if it's something that she doesn't have something checked like I did last time. No, I'm in her uh, character sheet and it's showing up for me. What am Torch I doing wrong? of juggling. I think she's missing the check marks in her profile. No, she's not because I'm in her character sheet right now and here it is. Go ahead and add it then. I'll add it. You got a torch of juggling and you got... Um, potion of defense. Potion of defense. It's dark moon. Potion of defense. Add. I added those to your equipment. If you want to go ahead and re... Um, refresh. Refresh your jams. I might need to uh, figure out the cash situation. Nope. Not showing up. And he thinks it might be a chrome cash issue. That could be, because I refreshed, and you should be good. So last time, it was because it was an item that, like, is in a specific section of D&D Beyond that uh, Amanda didn't have checkmarked, I think. But in your circumstance, it's literally, it's on your character sheet right now. I can even equip it for you so that it's in your, like, actions list as a weapon that you can use. The torch? Okay. Yeah, the torch. Uh, okay, well, let's figure this out later. Let's, let's okay, continue. Cool. I will, I'll, I'll clear my cache and we'll I will read it, out. it to you guys. Uh, essentially, it is a non-magical club. Um, clubs deal uh, 1d4 plus your modifier in damage when you hit with them. Um, but it also has the light and throne properties, and it says perfectly balanced for optimal throwing. You have proficiency with this weapon, even if you lack proficiency with simple weapons or improvised weapons, and it deals 2d4 fire damage on a hit in addition to normal club damage. So if you have to, like, throw fire at something and you really don't, like, it's a circumstance where it doesn't make sense to waste spells on it, you could fling a torch at a fool. Totally cool. Um, cool. Easy peasy. But otherwise, normal torch. You can, like, pull it out, light it as a torch. Okay, but e- easily thrown, and yeah. uh, nice. Okay, cool. What's next? So um, we did the torch juggler, and then are y'all done with the cards? Well, they're out I of tickets. So. so yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can't find anybody to buy from. We're out of tickets. Um. So yeah. So we've done. I think we've pretty much done everything else. The next thing would be. Then we said then the shopping, but that's what we just did. Yeah, did, right? we did shopping. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, the only two things left that I we see. We have the fortune teller. <gasps> we didn't have to cost a ticket, doesn't it? Or a token. You guys have, your guys are swimming in tokens. Uh, yeah, I saw 17 tokens. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you can go find him. He's all the way down south, uh, off to the side a little bit. Uh, it's the little tent that's to the south of the eating and drinking area, the food, uh, the, the drinking contest, all that stuff. Um, as you wander down that way, you start to see that there's a barker who is shouting for people to... Uh, the audience is starting to form for the arena event, but he's still saying, we still need more people to sign up for the fight. Like that is starting to get rolling. You do expect fortune telling does not take very long. So you expect you'll be able to have that conversation and then head over. But you can see that the arena thing is starting to gather a crowd Um, on your way. Go ahead. 
Um, are we already registered with the arena? Or do we have to register first? Uh, yeah, you could easily register. There's a guy who's a human male. Um, he's wearing like this big carnival-y top hat. He's got this face that is like really, really prone to a big smile. As you walk <laughs> up to him, it's, uh, you know, super, super. Yeah, we want to sign up for the thing. He goes, oh, that's wonderful. How many in your party? Um, you know, you would tell him like, what, you know, what you guys are about and how you're going to go forward. He's okay. Fantastic. Uh, when it comes time, uh, we're going to start barking to like get more people to come in. We're going to need for you guys to go around back, uh, to get prepared, uh, for your entrance. And then, you know, we'll announce you. It'll be a whole thing. It'll be great. Um, do you have a, a name for your group? Oh, shoot. What is our name? We never for talked group? about a name, did we? Well, we have talked about it, but, um, we, a long time ago, but it never, uh, nothing. It was all just silly stuff. So, um, okay. All right. All right, crew. Uh, time to get serious on this. Um, I, I recommend that we call ourselves the beer bellies for this. Fine. No, we need a name. We're a team, right? We're a team. What do we listen? Ain't y'all ain't got no beer belly. Anyway, I'm just saying, um, the Bouncing Beauties. <laughs> We're the BFAs. You made that joke 60 episodes ago when you did the last arena game. I just want you to know that. I remember you saying that. BFA? Yeah. A battle. You, you're talking about Battle the Butch for, 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 You know, that's not terrible. With the ABF. I don't no, understand. BFA is funny. Beware of the FBA. Ah, I like that. Ari, what do you say? Nope, I like it. That's good. What, the FBA or what? Beware the BFAs. <laughs> Beware. All right. The BFAs, okay. wonderful, fantastic. We'll see you guys backstage. Uh, call it um, 15, 20 minutes. Perfect. As okay. Ari's going to go do the fortune teller, um, you don't have it listed here, but I know it's at the fair. I won't go look at the animals. Okay. Falcus wanders off to go look at the animals. There's like all kinds of different like exotic creatures. They've got... Uh, elephants and bears and all that sort of like normal carnival stuff but they've also got do they have a duck uh they have exactly one duck what would it take for me to steal the duck and for it to be like our pet mascot stop it i always have wanted a duck and i can't have it in real life so if our group can have a duck i will steal this duck and it'll be our mascot do you know how distracting a quacker we can silence it someone has a silencing charm Number one, I don't think anyone has a silencing charm in this group. <laughs> Stormwind will. I'll find someone Stormwind to shut the duck will. up. It's fine. Okay, you'll have a quiet, the world's quietest duck. I don't know, man. You don't have the world's quietest duck that. yet, so it's going to have to be a sleight of hand check, I think. You're going to have to... Yeah. What are you trying to do here? Are you trying to just jump into Why this exhibit and sneak away with the duck? only okay, Dark Moon duck? Let me, let me mull on the duck stealing, then. Let's do the fortune teller. Let's see what she says. All right. I'll mull on this. Cool. Falcus is looking at the Dark Moon duck. Butch and Ari are on their way over to the fortune teller. As you approach, you do see that the fortune teller is set up in this little tent that like there's a lot of shadow involved here. It's hard to see into the tent. You look in, you see that there is this male knoll who is very large, but he's hunched over a tiny little crystal ball. Uh, And as he sees you guys approach, he would say, Ah, fortunes can be read for those who know the way. Come, come, the longer you wait, the less future you have for me to foretell. Um, who goes first? Ladies first. 
I give a token. Okay. Uh, he looks at you and he says, Ah, yes, I see the truth. Ari Misa of Gilneas. There How do you know a, your name? I have no idea. There is a fire within you. It burns hot. It grants you strength, but be careful. If you cannot control this flame, it will consume you. That's fair. I'd expect that. That's fair. I'm going to nudge Butch. See if he guesses your name. Wait a minute. Is that all you get for one token? Yes, that's that's the fortune. All right. All right. Well, um, it, it, we, got a, we got a bunch of tokens left, so uh, why, why not? Here you go, mister. Okay. Uh, he looks at you. He peers. He seems to squint a little bit, and he says... It is difficult to see for you, Butch Kindspear of Pandaria. You are angry. You are How vengeful. You Your What's weapons kind of cut deal? down a large... large bug? That cannot be right. That cannot be right. There is a snowstorm clouding the vision. It is difficult to see. We're talking about my future or about my past? Oh, the only thing I see is the future, Butch Kindspear of Pandaria. Cause I sure did cut down bugs in my in my lifetime. This is a difficult vision. More. This is a difficult vision to perceive. It is blinded by white snow. What are you talking about snowstorms? I have told you all I see. What kind of bug are you talking about? Hey, if I were to uh if I were to uh g- give you give you more, would you tell me more? I have told you what there is to say. At least he's honest. I respect that. If you I wish to pay me more tokens, I will happily read you the same fortune again. <laughs> well, I, I do appreciate your uh, honesty, but I but I can't say it makes me uh, fe- feel any better. All right, Ari, let's get out of here. And do you I think he guessed sausages. Name? I'm gonna find Focus and I'm gonna drag him here, and I'll pay for your your fortune. I want to look at the duck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you see the cat over there? Oh, he's so big. He roared really cool at me. What? what, What's going on over here? Come get your fortune, and I'm going to, like, give the coin, and do do, do his. Do his. All right. Uh, Falcus, you sit down in front of this huge knoll who's in front of a tiny little crystal ball on, like, a purple velvet, uh, you know, tabletop, a velvet-covered tabletop. Uh, He looks at you, and he says, I see... Ooh, I see. I see many buildings, Falcus of Silvermoon. I see a city. I see that strange occurrences are afoot. The people, they walk in fear, they stay in at night, and... Oh, oh, you poor thing. I do believe you have been pickpocketed. (laughs) (sighs) Checking myself, what's missing? Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation check. 19. You do a pretty thorough once-over. You're fully equipped. It's your future. It's not your past. So someone's gonna I, get one over on you, buddy. I'm gonna... I wanna look at the fortune teller real closely for any... What necessarily did it mean by that? Uh, go ahead and roll an insight check for me. 
Not so great at insight, so let's uh, hope for Maybe the- pickpocket isn't like something like physical. Maybe it's like a metaphor for something. No, I think pickpocket means pickpocket. And uh, Falk is probably getting pickpocket right now. I didn't notice anything. A seven. Uh, on a seven, this guy is actually seeing your literal future. You are convinced. And you have no reason to suspect otherwise because you rolled a seven. Uh-huh. As we're walking out, I'm like stuffing like my, my, my purse areas and everything else and tightening down all my little uh, satchels and everything like that. And I'm constantly just not oh, looking over Ari, my shoulder this everywhere. This is going to be fun. <laughs> it was worth the, the token. Arena time? It's starting to look that way. Uh, I want to go hit up the uh, porta potties first. Okay, yeah. All of the players and the DM wander off and stand in line at the porta potties. The DM is in and out the fastest because for some reason that's how men's rooms work. So we'll see you guys in a few minutes. Okay, um, after the interaction with the fortune teller, you guys are like, all right, we're looking like we're pretty, probably pretty close to this uh, this show fight to get off. Uh, get started. Falcus already signed us up, so we're good there. But where the BFAs are on their way to the <laughs> arena fight, uh, you guys were invited to go around back instead of going in through where all the audiences sitted, which makes a lot of sense to you guys. Um, when you get back there, the uh, the fight promoter, this guy dressed head to toe like a full uh, circus ringmaster, big hat up on top, uh, introduces you guys to. Um, three people who are hanging out backstage. Uh, he comes in and he says, hey, this is going to be great. Listen, here's what we're going to do. This is going to be a real combat, okay? Uh, what? But it's intended to be for performance, for show. Nobody here is supposed to like be permanently injured or anything else of that nature. So what we have here today are a couple of priests they are going to cast some magic on you so that just in the worst case scenario, like if an accident happens or if the fight gets a little bit too serious or anything else like that, everything will still be okay. Um, this here, uh, he introduces you to the first priest who is a, a human woman. Uh, he goes, this is Shannon. She is uh, visiting here today from Stormwind. Uh, we also have, he points to the next priest, which is uh, a dwarf, big, thick red beard says this is uh, Kala uh, Redhand. He is uh, visiting in from Ironforge uh, and our, our final priest here. And he points to uh, a goblin who is wearing cut off jeans and has uh, <laughs> sand all over his legs and feet. Um, this is Ear Candle Nutty Beach. And he uh, actually is a cleric uh, that worships the only surviving coconut tree that survived the volcano that destroyed Kazan. But one way or the other, like the power is still there. Okay. The what? source of the power is not as important as the effect. Why do we need priests? They What'd are you get each, us into, Falcus? They're each going to cast a spell on you called Death Ward. What Death Ward does is the first time that you hit zero hit points, you immediately go to one hit point. Okay. It's to prevent anything from going too far off the rails. It's first time. Right. So if that were to happen, what we need for you to do, again, this is to be, to be performative. Um, if if the enemy kills you and does big air quotes around kills, what? if the enemy kills you, what we really need for you to do is 
perform that. Okay, we need a dramatic death. We need you to hit the ground and just like cry out and like hand over your heart. Whatever you want to do, really ham it up. Okay, make it make it fun for the audience. Um, after everything is said and done, all of your wounds will be taken care of. Everything will be fine. Um, you guys have been, you guys are clearly adventurers. You came to the carnival armed to the teeth. You guys have been in a scrap before. I'm not worried for you. This is like. Mostly I mean, for just, insurance we just reasons. Carry our stuffs on, on our backs like a pack mule, is the thing. And, and what, I went and looking to focus. Okay, so she's pulling up the death animation for for blood elves. Um, oh my gosh, Butch, are you? Uh, <laughs> Butch is trying to get your attention when he's going. Hey, like, what's going on with this? I thought this was going to be all for fun and games. Why is this a real fight? And he's like getting upset with you about it. Do you have a response to that? <laughs> I guess I don't. You were all up for this before. What the heck are you pointing at me f- about f- all this? I thought this? this was a fun fight. We're at a fun fair, right? It's a fun, yeah. It's a fun fight, a fun fair. Have fun. Getting you hurt. Fud. One way or the oh. other, this is all, the whole point of all this and don't is. don't get hurt. She, you know what? He makes a good point. Um, just don't get hurt. Uh, again, this is supposed to be an entertaining thing. So like th- the opponent is going to try to beat you in this fight, but on top of fighting him, you also need to make sure you're working the crowd, okay? Keep the crowd on your side. After all, the money flows best when the most popular fighters win the fight, right? <sighs> um, he is going to be defending um, a chest that has uh, the arena prizes in it. Your goal is going to be either to defeat him and then open the chest or to try to, you know, outfox him so that you can get the chest opened mid-fight and then use the items that are inside to, con- you know, to to do, you know, your, to, to, that'll be like a really big, like, oh, we got it. Now we're going to use it and all that stuff. Like, it's all about the show, okay? It's all and about the excitement. There's just one guy? One opponent. Okay. Now, um, he is trained in the art of making sh- making it a good show so you do have to keep it in mind that this is to be like do like really do your best to to work the crowd okay like m- get them on your side um that's going to that's going to be important like you're you're going to f- you're going to feel the importance of having the crowd boo you or cheer you like it's going to make a difference oh dear um you guys have had your death words cast i will also say at this time you have plenty of time if you want to to uh, you have several potions. Pray. If you want to use any of them, you're welcome to do that. If you don't, that's totally cool. However, I will say that since Falcus gets a short rest on a 10-minute break, if you want to take a short rest to get some class abilities back, Falcus, you can do that. Um, I know you did spend some on some of the games. The other two and do- I, hmm? I get Bardic Inspirations back, and I've used some of those. Right, but you don't get short rests on 10 minutes. Oh, no, no, be right. Okay. What you get is re-rolling your initiative if you feel the need to re-roll your initiative. That's right. Because you rolled the roller coaster. Okay. Um, he hurries you forward toward the stage. You're off stage still. You're behind the curtain. The ringmaster goes, okay, I'm going to uh, announce you guys. Uh, I will announce the opponent. You guys will come in. We'll start. And then whatever at that point you guys are going to do, you guys are going to do, Okay. He steps out onto the stage. He grabs a microphone and then says, Dwarves and gnomes, orcs and trolls, space goats and cowmen. 
<laughs> Gather round, goblins and pandas and elves of all persuasions. And <laughs> humans, feral, domesticated, or formerly deceased. Watch now as the heroes of Azeroth, and he points toward the doorway where you guys are behind. He says, beware the BFA, and you guys are welcome to step out. He says, face off against one of the greatest threats this world has ever known. Here he comes now, folks. Sorcerer of the Moon Guard, eternally pursued by the Wardens, imprisoned for crimes against Azeroth herself, the man who nearly toppled Arthas Menethil single-handedly. What? The Betrayer, the first demon hunter, Illidan Stormrage! Oh, and the God. crowd loses its mind, oh, and God. a guy... A night elf walks out from behind the curtain that is absolutely not Illidan Stormrage. You see a night elf who has horns pasted on his forehead and has had demon hunter tattoos painted onto him by somebody in a makeup studio. He is doing great as far as show wardrobe is concerned. He is missing about 75 pounds of bulk solid muscle. That is absolutely not the betrayer. Um, you guys are, I spread you out a little bit on this show stage here. Um, wherever it is you actually want to start the game is going to be fine. This whole space is available to you except for the audience area, which are the stands off to the, in the, in the, in the outside corners there. Imagine that I put a whole bunch of tokens for audience members in that spot. The three rings, they are there. Uh, there's not a whole lot of elevation difference there, so you can walk across them easily. Uh, there is a tight rope above where you can see on the far left and on the far right, there are ladders to raised platforms where the tight rope walks across. Uh, hanging on a rope from the tight rope is a wooden chest. Uh, maybe Hanging from a rope, okay. Yeah, like the tightrope itself and then hanging from it is like a pinata almost is uh, this wooden chest that is uh, uh, maybe maybe two and a half feet wide or so. Uh, that is the chest that has the prizes in it. So the rules were fight the fight. If you beat him and then go grab the chest, that's fine. If you're going to go try to grab the chest first, that's fine too. But just, you know, be aware that he's going to be defending it um, at this point. Oh, you will also see in the upper right-hand corner of the screen is a marker that says, quote-unquote, Illidan. And the party and a little smiley face, that is my audience meter. Okay. As the fight oh. goes the favor of the audience is going to lean toward Illidan or toward you guys, depending on how things go. That will have effects during the course oh, of the fight. My goodness. Is that cool with everybody? I mean, Fantastic. I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> okay, that's fair too. So, I need my how to measure the mood of the crowd. Little quick shout out to Dark Moon Kevin and the Dark Moon Herald. I do appreciate that show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, wanted to make I, I sure I threw that stuff in there. <laughs> I figured that would make Summer's Day. It did. It did. Appreciate you, Kev. All right, cool. So, I don't know, guys. I think we're ready. If y'all want to go ahead and roll initiative, keeping in mind, of course, that Ari and Butch do have the power uh, to re-roll their initiatives uh, because they roll rode the roller coaster. 
I got an eight still. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. That's fine. 22. I got the short rest because of the wee buff, right? Yeah, because you rolled the uh, you you rolled the carousel instead of the roller coaster, so you can't re-roll your initiative, but you did get that quick short rest. Awesome. I was trying to remember where I got that from. Okay, uh, Butch got that twenty-two. Um, I, you're you're already top of the initiative, so I really don't see any reason why you would want to re-roll that. Is that right, Butch? I'm not re-rolling the twenty-two. No. After an event like the drinking contest, our heroes definitely deserve a break. And a trip to the prize vendors was just what the doctor ordered. Could the fortune teller really see the future? He did seem to know our heroes' names. Uh, Will Ari ever get a hold of that duck? The fight against Illidan Stormrage is next, when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.